Double M on the X. Joining me now, the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Uh, Dayon, someday we'll all talk about where we were when Cabrian Hayes made his Major League debut. You were at PNC Park, I believe, but the Pirates lost. Cabrian was great, but the Pirates lost. That's a pretty frequently used metaphor there, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they also came back from 6-1 down and tied the team that was in first place, and then they ran out of whatever it is that they run out of. I mean, they're, they're down to their 13th and 14th, and what am I saying here? Even more than that, their pitching staff that they're bringing out, that they're rolling out late in games, it was, I, I thought it was inevitable that they'd lose that even once they tied it. Uh, that said, the kid was tremendous. Um, I hope that people rein in any unreasonable expectations based on a single baseball game. Too late for that. Uh, but for him, to, but for him to come up, I know. But for him to come up um, and double as a laser off the left field wall, and yeah, I, I was there uh, to Homer right out of an hour and change rain delay. He was the first hitter, and he goes 420 feet over center field to tie the game. Uh, and then the. the it was the equivalent of a steal of home. I thought the comebacker to the mound, of the amazing speed. Watching it live, I thought he was just dead as dead could be going to the plate. But his speed really put pressure on the Cubs' battery, and they weren't able to get it down. He put in a perfect slide. Uh, everyone knows he's a Gold Glove, literally three-time Gold Glover in the minor leagues. That's something that hasn't been done for a, in a half a century uh, in the minors at third base, and he showed some of that, too, defensively. He had, other than the loss, he had a pretty perfect night. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm not disputing his talent or, or the night he had, and that begs the question, what's his ceiling? I mean, like you said, don't uh, make the expectations unfair. He won't do this every night, but how good can he be? Yeah, I mean, you hate to put a cap on somebody when they're 23 years old and they're one day old into their career. Um, he's not a prospect that's ever had me super excited. And I, I'm not going to change that stance in the moment. Uh, remember that it was just a year ago that it was Mitch Keller was considered the top prospect in the Pirates system. Well, Mitch Keller comes up, he shows really good stuff, but he also missed with some locations in Cincinnati. He gets beat around, and all of a sudden we were done with the guy, like forever. Mitch Keller's been hurt for a month, and everyone's saying, well, it doesn't matter who's all hurt. Well, it actually... You know, Mitch Keller can be a really, really, really good pitcher in the majors. You have to be patient and you have to be reasonable when you have players like that. What kind of had me cringing was that a lot of the reaction that I saw made it sound like this was the second coming of Andrew McCutcheon when he came up or Garrett Cole when he came up, where you could see exceptional talent, but that was preceded by a history in the minors. Uh, Brian Hayes was a 265 career hitter uh, in the minors uh, with some good peripherals. His his line drive rate, his ability to strike the ball very hard is very encouraging for his future. Um, as I know you've heard over the years, doubles in the minors turn into homers in the majors. Uh, and he had 95 doubles uh, as a minor leaguer. Uh, not many homers, but he did hit the ball hard and since uh, he and Rick Eckstein were working. They started this in Bradenton on launch angle and making sure that he can hit the ball over the infielders uh, and, and not line into outs or ground out sharply into outs. Uh, he's become a more effective, a more productive hitter. So the future is exciting. The last thing I'm going to do is dump on the kid. Uh, I'm not doing anything of the kind. 
I think he can be a significant part of the Pirates going forward. But I, I just, I'm going to say it again. Don't lay too much on him. Certainly not based on a first impression. Were you surprised when the Pirates didn't make any deals on Monday at the MLB trade deadline? And were any deals close from what you understand? Yeah, I think they were close in conversations with the Blue Jays uh, as it related to Joe Musgrove and Chad Cool, primarily Musgrove. Um, there were teams that were going to be looking for starting pitching. There were teams, Mark, that were looking for relief pitching, and then, you know, Keone Kella goes down, and, and Kyle Crick wasn't, has been, been available all year long. Um, so Richard Rodriguez, uh, if he had ever come up with anybody, then he goes and, you know, and, and, and blows a couple of games late in Milwaukee. Um, and that is, you know, put it this way. If I'm Ben Charrington and I went and I made moves just because I wanted to send up the message to everybody, hey, look, I'm rebuilding, I'm rebuilding, then he would have made a lot of bad moves because he would have been selling, he would have been trying to trade guys who are hurt, which is close to impossible to do, or he would have been trading guys at lowest possible value, which is plain dumb. That's Neil Huntington stuff. Charrington didn't do either of those things. And I actually like the fact that they stood pat. The, you know the one guy, Mark, that I thought maybe uh, they could have and arguably should have moved is Jacob Stallings. Uh, he's got the second-best offensive numbers in all of baseball as a catcher, and he is, by a lot of metrics, one of the four or five best defensive, some will say the best defensive catcher in the game. He's also 31 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like that, to me, is a sell-high possibility right there. Um, but that said, I never heard his name come up once on any front. We're talking today, Jean Kovacic of DTapePittsburghSports.com. He's brought to us by Walnut Grill, American Eatery and Bar. I want to move to the Penguin hires, Dejan. Uh, Todd Reardon to coach the defense and the power play. Uh, Mike Bellucci to coach the forwards and the PK. Uh, I, I thought change had to be made, and uh, I think these are two pretty good hires. I like the fact that everybody behind that bench now was going to have been a head coach just last season. Well, and everybody's going to have been a successful uh, coach at, at, at various levels. Tom Bellucci, of course, won the Calder Cup uh, when he was uh, in, in the AHL in North Carolina. Uh, he, he came to the Penguins last year with some pedigree. I know that the people in the Penguins front office were happy with his work in Wilkes-Barre uh, with what he was able to get out of a lot of different uh, prospects, notably, notably the defenseman Pierre Olivier Joseph, uh, who was the subject of a lot of Tom Vellucci's focus uh, this past season up there, getting him stronger, getting him more capable. It was Vellucci, from what we've heard, uh, that really wanted Pierre Olivier Joseph up here and was pounding the table for him, so to speak, uh, to get him up here. But he wasn't going to unseat Jack Johnson, I guess, as a left-handed defenseman. Uh, that's another discussion, although I'm sure it's one that everybody's having today anyway, right? Well, yeah, but you heard uh, what, what uh, Todd Reardon said about Jack Johnson. He's okay for yeah, bottom I did. pair defense. I did. Well, he is okay for bottom pair defense, but I don't want to debate that. But, you know, acting like he lost the Montreal series is no less absurd today than it was then. It's, it, it's almost always that way in a team sport. When you focus on one thing, that's more of a, a like a – uh, a social media thing or whatever when and then it, then it just becomes bigger than the team then it's just a social media thing 
You know what I mean? And everything becomes about Jack Johnson. And I'm not saying Jack's the greatest. Jack had a terrible series against Montreal. So did Justin Schultz, his partner. That only magnified everything. Um, but you asked about the assistant coaches. Uh, well, no, no, let, let's stay with this for one more second. <laughs> okay. I, 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 no, I resent the venom, okay? And, and Jack, you know, had a bad series. Evgeny Malkin hurt them more. But we're not allowed to blame the star ever. And now we've had these two convenient surgeries to make sure that doesn't happen. See, I, I don't resent the venom. I, I, re, I resent the, 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 the flock-type quality to it, you know, where everybody just, it, no matter what it is that you say. Well, at least in this case, days on, it's only Penguin criticism. It's the mob that's killing the country, but that's far from a discussion no, 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 for this I'm show. Saying that, that, no, but that applies across the board. We could, we could say the same thing about when the Steelers lose, how everything is Mike Tomlin. We can say everything about the Pirates is Bob Nutting. Because it just becomes a reflex. You don't even think. You just say it. This equals this. Um, Jack Johnson is exactly what he is. He, he got a contract that was way too long for way too much money, and he doesn't come out of the lineup no matter what. There are also things that the coaches genuinely like about his play. Well, he's a great penalty chief killer. Among, he, chief among them is that he, yeah, well, especially down two men. You know, he, there's a reason he's the only guy they sent out there. But chief among them, and if you'll remember, this was why he was acquired, was clearing the front of the net. Yeah, does he miss a guy? Does he lapse on a guy? Sure. Is he the guy that you see after a goal is scored? Sure, because he's the one standing right in front of the net trying to move somebody out. So you're always looking for a target. Uh, not, that said, his advanced analytics don't lie. He hasn't. He hasn't been good. But is he the single thing that brings down this and he i see this he drags down so and so or eight forwards and it's uh, it's so over the top right now that it's just about social media i don't even think it's about jack johnson it's about winning a topic on social media well and it's about not blaming the stars too i'm sorry but that's a big part of it evgeny malkin was crap in that series over 21 from the field sit only scored two goals but we can't blame them ever. Now, let, let's, let's finally leave that behind. Uh, here's another thing I got about Todd Reardon. And I do agree with you. It's bad that Jack Johnson blocks POJ. I don't like that. But Latang did great with Todd Reardon. And Latang might see him as a voice of reason returning. If anybody can convince Latanger to dial it back a little because of his age, it might be Reardon. Well, I mean, is that fair, though? I mean, Latang also just had a wonderful regular season uh, under Jacques Martin, so I, I don't want to go there. Uh, I, I think... I think. I agree that he had a great regular season, but that doesn't yeah. mean that he's not 33. No, 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 I know. And, and But to some extent, he's he's a strange one, Mark. You know this. is To tell him to dial it back takes away what makes him effective. I don't just mean offensively. Maybe not anymore. I mean, at some point you have to acquiesce to age some. Okay, but you and I talk to him constantly, and you and I know his personality, and you and I know he's Oh, he's not going to do it, which is why they're not going to have enough. Nothing. nothing Okay, but but Dejan, then that's why they're not going to be very good next year, or as good as they think they should be. Uh, Okay, well, I can see not just him. Not just him. You're lining up the core one, two, three here. Well, no, but but, Um, no, I'll line up the whole team. This team does no longer see itself as it really is. Nor does the coach, and maybe not even the GM. That's plausible. But my counter to that, and this this relates to the core, and I happen to know that you agree with this, is that they make for extraordinary value for what their talent is. 
within a salary cap concept when the Toronto Maple Leafs are paying Mitch Marner $16.5 million a year and you get Sid and Gino for that price. Oh, no, not I, I, I agree with that, and I think they're approaching it the only way they really can. Doesn't right. mean it's going to work. It doesn't mean the window's not closing. It doesn't mean we're not seeing what happened with Detroit, Chicago, and L.A. It doesn't, and, but you need, to, you need to bring in, and this is, this is more hopeful than it is realistic, but you need to bring in terrific, young, energetic, talented players. That's why I was okay with Jim Rutherford going out and getting Kasperi Kapanen. He's the right age, it's the right time, he's got the right skill set, and he was legitimately buried as the third winger, uh, the third right winger, I should say, in Toronto behind Marner and William Nylander. So I like that. Is it hopeful? Yes. Did they also pull John Marino out of thin air? Yes. So it is possible. Uh, it's, it's not probable, but it's possible. They could do this. Does it surprise you Mike Buckley got a two-year extension as the goalie coach? I mean, it does me only from the standpoint that he was Matt Murray's guy, and I know Matt Murray's on the way out, but uh, I would think this indicates that Buckley worked well with Jari as well and not yeah, anything it else. It does. Yeah, it does. Buckley had experience with him at both levels, AHL and NHL. Uh, they have a, a good, solid relationship. And Tristan Jari, if you're him, after the season you just had, when you finally put it all together and you got rid of all the inconsistencies, not that he didn't have a couple of games or whatever, but we're talking about a long season, the old Jari would show like that for about eight or ten games, regardless of the level, whether it was the AHL. Even in juniors, he had that problem in the Western League when he was with Edmonton. Uh, he would show for a little while, and then he would fall off. Last year, he had it all together, and Mike Buckley was his goaltending coach. So in that context alone, I'm not surprised, no. Where do you think Murray's going to wind up, and, and how soon till that shoe drops? Because uh, I think they might have to wait to make the best deal once, like, Holtby and uh, Markstrom and, and Laner sign, because at that point, the options have diminished, and they might get more for him. Yeah, you have to wait until free agency uh, sells out. By that, I mean true free agency, unrestricted free agency. Uh, any team is going to want to just deal with a player and a contract as opposed to a player and a contract and giving up something. But that's also going to diminish the return for Murray. Uh, I look at a around the teams that were just in the playoffs now, uh, and the ones that really stand out are the two Alberta teams uh, for me, and both Edmonton and Calgary that need goaltending or they're not going to go anywhere. Uh, but you also mentioned – you know, Jacob Markstrom in, in Vancouver, what if he doesn't hang around there with the Canucks? I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't. Carolina, too, in him. Minnesota. Carolina hasn't had a goalie for a long time now. Yeah, but they're <laughs> so, good enough where uh, if they have to sell some enough. of the future to win now, they might think about yeah, it. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely good enough. Um, so th there are teams that are out there uh, that, that need goaltending, but you're right that it's going to have to wait, especially on Holtby. I mean, Holtby's just two years removed from an amazing run in the playoffs, so better than either of the two runs that Murray had in winning his Cups. Uh, Holtby, I thought, to a large extent, carried the Capitals, certainly through the Pittsburgh series. Dejan, as always, great stuff. We'll do it again next week. All right, Mark, take care.